So uh, we're live with Alize Cornet today. Um, uh, for uh, like everyone knows uh, who she is. She's a professional WTA player since uh, years, and she's won six titles on the uh, single circuit. Um, and she's reached as high as uh, world number eleven on the singles uh, ranking. So we at Essentially Sports uh, have a huge tennis fan base uh, for WTA as well as uh, ATP. So we're glad to have you here, Alize. Thank you for joining us. So, sorry, I didn't hear the, the last uh, the last words. Thank you for joining us. Can you hear uh, me? Okay, no, that's my pleasure. Thanks for, for having me here. Um, so how's it been going? Uh, it's been 70 days since the last WTA match. So yeah. have you been coping up? Has it been boring? Has it been fun? How, how's your day looking like? Well, actually, it's been going uh, pretty well so far. Uh, in France, we are, we are actually having our eight weeks of, uh, of, of lockdown. So yeah, it's been two whole months without, um, without playing tennis, uh, without being able to go out. I mean, we can go out, but it's very strict. Uh, so it hasn't been very easy every day, but actually it also gave me a little break. Um, and I realized that it was not so bad to take some time to be home, um, to rest, which I haven't done for 15 years, I think, because I haven't, I haven't had big injuries in my career, so I actually never stopped playing for more than a month. Um, so I really enjoyed this time home. But now, now I feel it's time to go back on court. <laughs> Have you been uh, getting time to practice at all or has it just been some fitness routines? I, I, I played maybe three times in two months because one of my friends has, has a tennis court in his residence. Um, oh. But it's like... It, it, it was like 30 kilometers away and it's not easy to to drive with the police and stuff so I, I, I've been going there just three times but it was actually pretty nice to feel the ball and hold the racket for this uh, these three times but now um, I can wait to be free to play as much as I want you know um, how do you think this break has been affecting uh, your tennis you know when you get back on the court do you think it's gonna be slow do you think it's gonna be fast uh, the recovery how do you think it's gonna be well, um, I'll tell you in a week. <laughs> no, um, I'm not really sure. The, the, the thing, the thing I'm, I'm the most sure about is that um, I really worked out every day during this uh, quarantine. Um, I don't know how, how I had the, um, the will to do it every day, but I, I just thought that it was better for me and it was easier for me to come back if I would be still in shape. So actually, I did fitness every single day of the quarantine. So I guess when I will be back on court, it will be okay physically, probably, uh, even though I'll have to get used to the, the tennis move, movements and everything. But then for the tennis feelings, um, I'm not sure. Um, the three times I played, I was feeling the ball quite well. Uh, so I would say it's going to come back easy. And, you know, I mean, I've been playing tennis for more than 25 years. So I guess two, two months is not going to change a, a lot. When do you think it's going to return though? Uh, it's looking very uh, unprecedented right now. You don't know when tennis is going to come back. So what, according to you, uh, do you think the season is gone? Uh, are we going to see you directly at the Australian Open? I have no idea what, uh, what's, what's going to happen for the rest of the season. I have to be honest with you. Uh, nobody saw this uh, pandemic uh, coming. Um, and I think nobody has a, a, a small idea of what, what, what is coming next. Um, of course, we are all hopeful for some tournaments to happen before the, the end of the year, especially Roland Garros for me, which is my uh, home Grand Slam. 
um, but nothing is less sure. I mean, we have no clue how is it going to be. Um, the lockdown is going to be over on the next Monday. And then I guess we're going to see how the evolution is going to go. But um, if we can play some tournaments before the end of 2020, I think it would be already a victory. Uh, but we will definitely have to adapt. And maybe it's going to be a, a year without tennis, but that would be very sad. You've been at the top of the game uh, a few years back. Um, however, after the injury, you know, uh, you had a tough period of time where you struggled mentally as well. And uh, could you describe that period of time? How, uh, how is, it, is that similar to now where there's a huge gap and you've got to fill that gap up? Uh, if I could describe what? Sorry. Uh, can you repeat? The period, uh, the injury period. You had a shoulder injury, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, as I said earlier, I didn't have many injuries in my career. I, I'm very, very lucky about that. Maybe the, the longest injury I had was six weeks maximum. I had a few tears here and there. And, and of course, I had this, uh, this shoulder that was bothering me for, for six months. But I didn't actually stop playing tennis. I was playing with this pain, which was really annoying. But I didn't stop because of that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful that my body was able to hold all this pressure and all this, uh, this practice and all these matches also uh, for, for that long. Uh, but of course, the, the, the feeling of being injured is, is much worse than what we're living right now because um, at least we're all in the same case, we're all living the same thing. And when you're injured, you see the tour um, that, that keeps living without you, you know, you watch it on TV and you cannot do anything except rehab and, and try to come back as soon as possible. But it's a very frustrating feeling. So um, I guess for all tennis players, I wouldn't say that this quarantine makes it better, but it makes it easier. You know, you, you let it go. You have no, con no control on it anyway. So, yeah, you just have to enjoy it as much as you can. That's an interesting point you made about enjoying the quarantine. Um, uh, because the lower ranked players have been really struggling uh, with their income. You know, they've already fired their coaches. A lot of stories coming up. Uh, have you been in touch with any of your friends on the tour um, on you know, how they're keeping up with this kind of situation going on? Um, I haven't been in touch with many other tennis players, actually, to be honest. Um, I, I mostly talk to the French girls, uh, Caroline Garcia, Pauline Parmentier, Fiona Ferro. They are my, my mates in, uh, in Fed Cup. So, yeah, we, we kind of kept in touch. Uh, but And I saw a lot of videos on the social media about my fellow tennis player and what I feel overall is that everybody is living this quarantine pretty well. I mean, it's not easy uh, psychologically to cope with that, but I have the feeling like everybody's pretty happy to enjoy some time, some time off. Um, the thing that is um, a little bit more annoying and, and, and bothering for the, for the future is that we have no visibility of what is going to happen next. And I think that's the, that's the, the most worrying thing is that we are totally insecure uh, and unsure about um, our job uh, in 2020, uh, if we will be able to earn money, if we will be able to play tennis. And yeah, that's, that, that's definitely not easy for everyone. But, but so far what I saw and, and from what I heard, tennis players seems to be pretty okay. You mentioned you being in contact with your French mates. Uh, uh, you won the Fed Cup after so long. Um, how is that feeling? And uh, do you think a team being, because tennis, you know, it's an individual sport, but uh, a team being around you, how has that affected your uh, mentality? Well, there was, uh, yeah, there was a, a, an amazing, amazing experience to win this Fed Cup. Um, 
I, I don't even have the words to describe it. I mean, it's, uh, it's such a powerful feeling. It's such a, a huge happiness to, to win this title with my friends, with my team, um, to represent France um, for so many years and to finally um, bring this title home from Australia, which was a, a long way to go. So it was really amazing. And I mean, the whole, the whole um, uh, campaign of 2019 was great. You know, I played, I won. Uh, all of the players of the team played and, and, and brought a point to the team. So that was a real, real teamwork. And, and this, this crazy final with Christina playing on fire against Barty and oh my God, that was such a roller coaster of emotions. And, uh, and actually when, when we went back to France, we had the, the, the chance to meet the president of the Republic. And that was something pretty awesome. And yeah, definitely some memories that I will keep in my mind forever. You mentioned beating uh, Ash Barty. Um, talk about the new players that have come up, you know, people uh, like Osaka, Kenan, Andrescu, they've come up and showed up big on the big occasions. Do you think the competition has increased right now in WTA or has it been the same? Yeah, I mean, for being on tour for more than uh, for 15 years, uh, basically, I can definitely see the evolution of the game on the, on the WTA. Uh, there is no doubt about it. I mean, the girls, they hit harder and harder. It's, it's, it's totally crazy. And uh, they have, um, they have, they're so complete, you know, they, they have a, they are all so athletic, first of all, which was not the case 15 years ago, where, where some girls were not that athletic. Um, now it's, um, it's the case of all the players from the top, top 100 and the top 150, I would say. Um, they all play so good, it's, it, it got really competitive. It was in the past, but I mean, now um, you cannot let go a single match. You cannot let go a single set or a single point because all the girls are on your back and, and they're playing such good tennis. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, real, it's a big challenge to, to stay at this level. And that's why I'm, I'm so proud to be part of the top 50 uh, for the last eight years, you know, it's, it's, it's been challenging, but I was working so hard to stay there and, and I hope it will be the case till the end of my career. You've had some really competitive matches even before uh, this uh, era of new players. You know, you've beaten Serena Williams at Wimbledon. You've had a three consecutive uh, win record against her. So what, what is it against uh, uh, tough players that, that brings out the fire in you? I mean, is, is, that a, is that a speciality that you would like to uh, boast about? Yeah, I saw I saw a stat about a stat about me. Uh, for the last, I think, six years, I've beat a lot of uh, top twenty and top ten players. Um, yeah, which is nice, you know. But um, I guess the fact that I have nothing to lose, maybe uh, I, I know it's a little bit an easy answer, but that's that's pretty much the truth, you know. I'm just going on court without any expectations. I think that's the expectation that kills the game the most, you know. When you go on court and you have the feeling you need to win, and you actually cannot play freely on court that's the worst feeling and again this these top players i'm just going on court and i'm just playing full power myself i don't have any expectation i just play my game i give everything i have because i know that if i don't i will lose anyway so i guess it makes it a little bit easier and and what it shows me uh, is that i have the level to beat these players so now i just miss a little bit of maybe consistency to keep having these results throughout the years but but, you know, I'm still looking for this consistency and I hope I'm not over yet at three years old. So, uh, talking about the consistency point, have you, uh, have you got any goals for your next season? I mean, uh, do you have anything in your mind to, you know, aim at? 
Well, yeah, I had some goals for 2020, but uh, obviously <laughs> not easy to, to keep these goals going on. Going on. Um, um, I started working with Sandra Adanieska last year, um, a Polish uh, coach that is a really good person and a really good coach. And what we set up for the 2020 season, which is going to be the case for next year, if it, if it happens next year, but is to make my game a little bit more aggressive. Um, I don't have any ranking uh, goals or, uh, or, or like result goals. I really, I, I really have some, um, um, let's say, tennis goals, but in a global way. Like I really want to um, be more aggressive, uh, go more to the net, trying to shorten the points a little bit because I'm not getting any younger. So running um, one meter away from the baseline for three hours is, is something that I don't enjoy uh, doing as much as before. Um, so we've been working on this for the off-season. Um, and actually, I started my year pretty well. I won um, many matches and I was playing aggressive. I was enjoying it. I love going to the net. I love volleying. Uh, I was serving better. And yeah, that's a shame that the season didn't, didn't keep going because I was on a really good move. But, you know, I will have to um, keep that in mind for, uh, for when, we, when we will be back. <laughs> Is playing more doubles going to be part of your strategy as well? Because, you know, we've uh, seen you uh, play a lot of doubles at Wimbledon as well. So uh, is that going to be uh, a thing uh, for the coming season? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Actually, um, for the past years already, I've been playing doubles only on slams. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but not really on the WTA Tour because um, my body can't allow it anymore. Um, if I play singles and doubles uh, after like, three or four matches I'm, I'm, I'm done mm. uh, so I really need to keep my focus and my energy on, on the singles uh, that's a shame because it's something I like to do especially last year we played quite well with Petra Martic and I really enjoyed playing with her um, but now I have to admit that I, I, I cannot follow this rhythm anymore and I, I really need to take care of myself and not play too much um, on a completely different topic, um, recently Federer came on Twitter and said ATP and WTA will have to, you know, uh, come together, you know, in yeah. these tough, uh, difficult times. What do you think about that merger? Uh, do you think it's a good thing for WTA or do you think WTA is going to lose some power going into uh, uh, a combination with ATP? Yeah, yeah, that, that's the question I'm still asking myself. I'm, I'm not sure about the answer I'm going to give you because it's been on my mind for the past weeks and I... I I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, actually, to be honest. I, I, I think I, I, I would need to see where it's going to have maybe more cards in my hand because right now we're just talking about a merge, but we have like nothing concrete, actually, to, um, you know, we don't have anything concrete. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit bothering me to give my opinion without, without having all the facts. Um, but definitely for the, the whole image of tennis, I think it would be amazing to do only one tour and to be all together. Uh, that would show a great image to the other sports also, to do the same thing maybe. Um, I like the idea that we would stop talking about women's tennis, men's tennis, but it would be a, a, an entity, you know, that we would be all together. Uh, the only thing is that you are right. I, I fear a little bit the loss of power if I can say that, um, from the WTA, if we can go, go um, one with the men, um, because we know that the ATP is a little bit more um, um, 
present in the media, they have more money, they have more sponsor. And I'm wondering if it's going to be really equal with men and women or if we're still uh, going to um, fight for it, even though we are one tour. Uh, so, yeah, this is a question I'm asking myself, but I'm more like, I, 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 I would say that I'm more for it than against it. <laughs> let's, let's put it like this. And do you think now is the time to, uh, you know, have these discussions because, you know, there's no tennis going on, there's uh, everybody is, you know, at their home sitting. So um, I think it's a good discussion uh, to have at this point of time. And do you think there will be any major changes before the season starts? Well, I think it's definitely a good time because we're all going uh, through a huge crisis, uh, international crisis that everything is, um, that everybody is in. Um, and I think it's a very good idea um, in this critical time to have this kind of conversation and to be able to change something because we have time. The tour is not going on. There is no matches. There is no actuality. Um, mm. So it's, I think it's, yeah, it's the perfect timing to, to try to make things change in a way. Uh, but I think this is something that we will not be able to change in a few weeks or a few months. It's going to take time. Uh, it's going to take a lot of discussion um, between the bo both organizations, but also between the players, you know. Mm. And yeah, I can't wait actually to, to see my fellow tennis players, uh, male and female, to, to talk about it and see in which direction we want to go. All right, Elise. So uh, we've got a couple of questions from our fans. Uh, yeah. We'd like you to answer. So uh, you were in a French TV show uh, in your childhood. Uh, how is that feeling? And uh, do you plan on going back anytime to that kind of time? Um, yeah. When I was uh, 11 years old, I, I was an actress in a, in a movie in France. Uh, that's true. And that was a really nice experience. It was uh, three weeks, you know, of, uh, of, um, of making. Um, and I have really good memories from this experience. But um, I will definitely stick to tennis. And that's what I told myself right after the making of the movie. I was like, okay, that was fun. But I definitely prefer tennis. But the thing is that now when I see it on TV and when the, when the, the French TV show the, the movie again, I, I'm, I'm still emotional about it. And I, I, I tell myself, this is, this is great, great stuff that I would be able to show to my children. So yeah, I definitely don't regret this experience. It was nice, but I won't be back behind the, behind the, the TV as an actress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the second question from our fan is, uh, uh, how's your book coming up? You've been, you've already come up with your first novel. How's your second novel coming up? The second what? Your book, book novel. Oh, well, well don't go too fast. I mean, the, the, the first one is not, is not even out yet. You know, it's going out in September. So uh, let's, let's, uh, let's share this one first in September, hopefully before Roland Garros. I hope Roland Garros is going to remain in September. Um, so that my book will have a real visibility. Um, and then about the second book, you know, I'm writing it. I, I enjoy writing, writing it a lot. Uh, it takes me a lot of time actually during my day, uh, mm. which is nice because sometimes you can get a little bit bored in quarantine. So, mm. so it's nice to have, to have this kind of hobby that you really like. We'll see. We'll see if I publish it or not. Um, but definitely in this time of lockdown, it's been helping me a lot to pass the time. And I think this is the main goal of this book. But maybe we, you will hear about it later. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll wait on that. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, you had a, a very uh, heartbreaking loss at Roland Garros uh, in 2014 uh, against uh, Taylor Townsend, uh, a urban specialist. 
is there any other loss uh, in your career that hits you very hard oh yes i had many 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 hard losses i can't even count it because it's uh, endless <laughs> um I mean, like every tennis player, I, I hate to lose and, and every loss is, is hard. Some are harder than others because some of them you give everything you have and the opponent is just better than you than yourself and you have to accept it. This is probably the easier loss to, to cope with. Uh, but definitely there was so many times when I... I, I when I felt that, that I didn't do right on the court, that I could be so much better, that I could behave better, that I could play better, that I could be bolder. I mean, all these matches, when you lose them, it's, it's horrible. You go back to the locker room, you cry in your shower, and it's, it feels like awful. But we kind of, we're kind of used to it, you know, and we've been losing since the younger age. So we're, we're living with the, this, this, this feeling and, and we bounce back very, very quick. That's the, that's the power of a tennis player. And I think it helps you also in the real life because when you get down, you get up again, and it's uh, it's very useful. You talk about the behavior on court. Uh, you're a very feisty person on the court. You bring out your vocals, and you know you engage with the fans as well. Uh, do you think that helps you with your tennis, or do you think it's a distraction? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been very emotional throughout my career, in a bad and in a good way. I think it's always entertaining for the fans to watch me play because there is something, always something happening on the court. Yeah. But for the, for the past year, um, even for the past year and a half, I've been much more quiet on the court. Um, um, of course, it doesn't erase the 10 years where I've been like everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, I started to meditate. I started to control my emotion better and... Um, the, the main reason for that is that I think that it was not helping me uh, in general uh, to waste so much energy by being so emotional. Um, it was helping me sometimes, but most of the time it was just a, yeah, a waste of energy and, and I was totally losing my focus. And, and I mean, as I said before, tennis is now so competitive that you just have to give everything you have into the match. And that was not the case sometimes. So it's been one year. I'm much more proud of myself on the court. I think I'm really behaving like a champion now. Um, so I have to keep that, this direction because it's definitely helping my tennis and, and helping this consistency that I'm, that I'm looking for for some time already. Yeah, you said you're behaving like a champion. Uh, which Grand Slam would you prefer to win if it were a dream Grand Slam to come true? Which Grand Slam I would like to win? I mean, you know the answer. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I think the fans would love to hear it. Uh, well, as a, as a French player, I would say that Roland Garros would be very, very special. I, I love all, all of the slams. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely the, 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 the rendezvous that I'm, that I'm the most looking forward in the year. But for sure, winning Roland Garros in front of my friends, in front of my family, in front, in front of the French crowd. That would be, yeah, that, that, that would be the wildest dream. You know, you beat Serena Williams as well at Wimbledon. You know, had a breakthrough there. Uh, you went into the fourth, uh, fourth round, uh, losing to the eventual finalist, Jimmy Bouchard. Uh, do you think uh, that is one of the biggest memories you've had? Or do you have any other special memory that you'd like to cherish? No, definitely this match is the, is, is the best memory I have for my career. And it was, I think, tennis one of the the best match I also played against a, this 
amazing champion. I mean, Serena, Serena Williams in Wimbledon, uh, beating her there was, yeah, was pretty much a miracle, especially because before that year, I, I was not feeling very comfortable on grass, you know, and, and this year, I don't know, it's like I was so inspired on the court and, uh, and yeah, beating Serena on this court one, it will stay forever in my mind, uh, definitely as the best memory of my, my single career. Um, the only regret I have is that I was very close against Eugenie Bouchard to go to the quarter mm. and yeah, this, this hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we really hope that, you know, you'll be able to do that better in Wimbledon. Um, last question from our fans. Um, uh, if you were to build a perfect player, uh, how would that be? Whose serve would you prefer? Whose forehand do you like? Whose backhand do you like? Give us the perfect player that Alize Corne deserves. If I could, if I could like create a player, if, if or if I could take a shot from every player, yeah, it's the same question. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, oof. <laughs> I don't know what I would keep on myself first. Okay, I would keep my fighting spirit because I think it's mm. it's pretty good. Uh, then the rest, I would take um, the fitness of uh, Simona Halep. Mm. Um, I would get the serve of Serena, <laughs> definitely. Um, and her power too, because it's, yeah, it's impressive. Um, what would I get? It's not easy. I've never thought about it. Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would get the, the forehand of Ashbari. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, wow. I love, I love her game in general, but her forehand is, a, is marvelous. And the backhand, for a lot of girls, they have beautiful backhand. It's really not easy. Um, so I would say maybe, yeah, maybe Andreescu backhand. Mm. I think it's quite solid. Yeah, I have my perfect player. <laughs> what about the volleys? I think I thought you would mention yourself at the volleys at the leg game. Yeah, maybe I would keep mine. I don't know. No, um, um, yeah, I mean, Ashley Barty, she also has such a great volley. Um, Petra Martic, she's a very good volleyer too. Uh, yeah, let's say Petra, she's my friend, so I would like to add her in my perfect player. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, the last thing, uh, we saw you uh, on your Instagram posting a yoga post. Um, you know, do you love doing yoga and would you love to give us a namaste post from your side? Yeah, the thing is that I wish I could give you some tips about yoga, but I actually just started like during the quarantine. So I'm not a professional yet. Um, what I like is that it's a totally different kind of sport from what I'm doing usually. Um, and what I like also is that you are always um, focused on your breathing, you know, and this mm. is something that is really relating also to meditation. So that's why I like to, to do this kind of meditation sport. Um, but yeah, if I could give you an advice, I mean, it's, um, just to take time, you know, to take time to do it, um, to enjoy, to listen to your body, to listen to your, uh, physical, uh, feeling and, um, and yeah, to be listening to everything that is happen happening in, in you. Um, that's what I like about yoga, but I definitely have to, to improve because I'm, I'm not the stiffest player on tour, but I, I'm not as soft as a, as, a, as a yogi, so you need to give me some time. <laughs> Good to have you uh, talking to you, Alize. Um, we, we My pleasure. We hope we can catch up with you later and uh, uh, let's hope we can see you on the tour as well. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. In, in 2020, that would be good news. But thanks for everything. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>